Hello and welcome to the National Trust podcast. In this mini-episode, we'll be hearing Michael Friend, who produces Shaw's plays at Shaw's Corner, about his personal connection to Shaw's writings and his home. What I like about Shaw is how well-written his plays are as pieces of theatre. They really work and they give actors the most wonderful opportunities. I suppose you will go in seriously for politics someday, Jack. Eh? What? I can't pinpoint exactly the first time I heard Shaw on the radio, but it would have been about 1948, possibly, when I was a small boy at school. Wake up. Do you think I've been asleep, do you? You throw me into a trance that I can't move hand or foot. I might have been buried alive. It's a mercy I wasn't. But I found you all out anyhow. I know the sort of people I'm among now. I've heard every word you've said, you and your precious father. And you too. I think Heartbreak Ice is one of his finest plays. The scene we're going to hear now is between the capitalist, Boss Mangan, who thinks he's going to marry the young girl, Ellie Dunn, and they're visiting in a, in a country house. And Hassayane, one of the daughters of the house, is determined she's not going to let Ellie marry this man. She thinks he's an appalling, rapacious capitalist. And Ellie has made it clear just before that she's not going to marry Boss Mangan. He gets very upset. She strokes his head to calm him down and inadvertently hypnotises him. He is then left on stage for about 10 minutes in a hypnotic trance while various people come in and discuss him and pull his character to pieces, thinking that he is completely oblivious. And when this scene starts, Ellie has just woken him up. To Hassani Hashabai's horror, she discovers that he's heard every word they've said, so she's now got to talk herself out of this difficult situation. Pretending to be asleep? Do you think if I was only pretending that I'd have sprawled there helpless and listened to such unfairness, such lies, such injustice and plotting and backbiting and slandering of me, if I could have up and told you what I thought of you? It's a wonder I didn't burst. You dreamt it all, Mr Mangan. We were only saying how beautifully peaceful you looked in your sleep. That was all, wasn't it, Ellie? Believe me, Mr Mangan, all those unpleasant things came into your mind in the last half second before you woke. Ellie rubbed your hair the wrong way and the disagreeable sensation suggested a disagreeable dream. I believe in dreams. So do I. But they go by contraries, don't they? I shan't forget to my dying day that when you gave me the glad eye that time in the garden, you were making a fool of me. That was a dirty, low, mean thing to do. You had no right to let me come near you if I disgusted you. It isn't my fault that I'm old and haven't a moustache like a bronze candlestick as your husband has. There are things no decent woman would do to a man. Like a man hitting a woman in the breast. (laughs) Don't cry. I can't bear it. Have I broken your heart? I didn't know you had one. How could I? I'm a man, ain't I? Oh, no. Not what I call a man. There are are many unusual things that take place when you're performing in the open air. The famous cat, Socks, who lived at a neighbour's, which used to come here 
and used to love the performances and just used to like coming up on stage and would suddenly appear beside the actors and probably sit on a chair beside them. <laughs> and I remember in the trial scene of St Joan when the cat suddenly appeared sitting on the prosecution benches <laughs> and all eyes were on the cat and nobody was getting any laughs because <laughs> they weren't listening to the lion's talk. So those, those are the little things that can be rather different at Shaw's Corner. Thanks for listening to this week's mini-episode. I hope you'll join me next time when I'll be exploring the homes of Wordsworth in the Lake District. Until then, from me, James Grasby, goodbye.